0: Dear people of the internet, we're thrilled to have you back with us in another episode of The Future Of here at Nordic Fintech Magazine. My name is Chris, and today we have an absolute treat for you. We had the amazing opportunity to speak to Daniela Binatti, CTO and founder at Pismo, connecting with us all the way from Sao Paulo in Brazil. We were very keen to speak to Daniela as Pismo is one of those fintech heroes that has chosen to challenge one of the most deeply rooted dogmas in financial services, which is the notion that core banking products are to be produced in-house. Pismo went to market back in 2016 with a radical idea that the speed of changing consumer demands required an equally scalable technical solution and created a cloud native core banking platform offering. In only four years, this fintech has grown to over 300 employees and is now the global leader in native core banking. In this chat, Danny and I spoke about the cultural and regulatory attitudes towards the externalization of banking, Uh, We talked about how the very digitally savvy Nordic customers could benefit from banking with banks that have access to the scalability of cloud-based solutions. And we also spoke about the resilience required by fintech entrepreneurs wishing to reimagine financial services. If anything, this interview shows that the future belongs to the bold and the fearless. So uh, Danny, it's uh, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Uh, I know you're connecting all the way from Brazil, uh, for which we're very jealous of. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have way better weather and food than we do. So uh, thanks thanks for taking time to speaking to us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, all right, uh, Danny. So let's just uh, just start. Let's let's start talking about Pismo. Uh, tell us what's your core value proposition and what makes you different from other competitors in the market.
1: Sure. So here at Pismo, we build a cloud native all in one platform for payments and banking. And so it's a, as I said, a cloud native solution uh, uh, relying on public cloud. And what we deliver, we are a technology company delivering the infrastructure for players. It doesn't matter if they are incumbents and huge banks or if they are fintechs looking for solutions and infrastructure to build their products. We are here to serve them in the best way possible. And one of the things that it's m- most important for us is that we have both solutions, both worlds, banking and payments, at the same platform. So the, our clients who are using us to provide services to their customers, they don't have to manage different solutions because they have a, like one-stop solution to both of the worlds. And this is something that we've been, we started operating back in 2017. And one of our first clients were Itaú, one of the biggest banks in Latin America. And we are at the same time working not only for the biggest retail bank in, in Latin America, but also BTG, that's the, the biggest investment bank here in Latin America. We are providing services to Falabella. It's a very important retail working on Colombia, Chile, Peru and Argentina. We are delivering solutions for number 26 here in Latin America and also for B3, the stock exchange. So we have flagship very important clients relying, trusting on us to deliver products to their their clients. Mm And this, is, this was one of the reasons why we attracted, we just raised the Series B fundraising back in October two months ago. It was $108 million fundraising led by SoftBank, Accel and Amazon. So what makes us much more confident about what we are building here.
0: That, that's fantastic. So, so if I understand correctly, then your platform offers banking as a service products to banks and fintechs, is that right?
1: Actually, we, we don't we don't provide banking as a services to other companies because we don't have the licenses. We are a tech fin company. We have the technology, the technology behind banking as a service providers. So we are not we, we can we are not only providing core banking and core payment services to incumbents to process their own clients, but also we are powering banking as a services solutions of this these customers. So yeah, we, we are just a technology.
0: Alright, so one of the things I'm, I'm really curious about is that your solution is really tackling a, a very a very deeply held dogma within financial services, which is that banks like doing everything inside. And especially when it comes to the their, their core banking platform, their core services, traditionally that's been always something that they don't really outsource because of various reasons. So the question I have is, where did the courage come from to, to actually undertake such a huge, um, uh, such such an ambitious endeavor to actually bring a a service that really goes against banking culture.
1: Yeah, so now you know that I'm not that young anymore. So we have been me and my co-founders here. We are four people at the founding team. We have like more than 20 years of experience in this space. So this is not our first venture. We launched another processing payments platform back in 1999 and we spent like the four of us together in that company almost 20 years so the courage comes from the expertise that we have in this market and i used to say that we are a very privileged group because we are launching a platform a banking and payments platform from scratch twice so we are not only doing something that uh, uh, we are doing better this time and the boldness comes from because we, we spent like almost 20 years seeing the, how hard it was for incumbents, for uh, established companies to, to transform their systems and how difficult it was and, and how the industry was still relying, most of the world still rely on platforms developed like 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, We used to say that th- th- what that experience brings is that we are not only about differentiation in technology, But we build it in a way where we can help those incumbents transition from the world, the uh, the old world to the new one. So I think this this is one of the key success factors of what we've been doing so far. Okay, and
0: can you tell me a little bit about some of the challenges that you face when bringing a solution that basically meant that the banks would have to lose certain control, at least on the on on the, on the, on the platform and the technology that enables them to provide certain services to their customers.
1: Yeah. The the difference is that like most of the banks, they are typically rely in licenses from other companies, established companies that they buy and run internally. And this comes like to get disconnected with the mindset of internalizing solutions that you just said, or they are looking to Processor companies that looks much more like BPO companies because those companies are delivering not only the core banking processing but also the they are running the solution and that's why they have so many uh, there are many hurdles to 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 internalize to make things uh, on themselves they have this mindset of internalizing mm-hmm. when we go to a business model that we deliver API endpoints banks feel that although they are relying in a third-party software, they are in control of the experience that they are delivering to the end user. So what we used to say is that we empower technology teams to build the best experience to the end users. So that's uh, what shifts the mindset because like typically in the past, we used to sell the solution to business uh, people, now we are selling to CIOs and CTOs, because they are in control of the experience that they are providing to their clients.
0: Right, okay, so um, and as, a, as a company that was that was conceived in, in in South America, you have a number of clients in in, in the Americas, uh, you're expanding into Europe. Have you noticed any difference in, in culture, any difference in culture within the organizations that you service, uh, with regards to their openness to adopting um these type of services those are cloud-based solution services
1: yeah there there are there are some differences that are not, not only cultural but also in regulation so for some countries, it's difficult. So we are relying, for example, much of the solution we are relying on AWS. So we had to provide services in regions where there's also an AWS solution available. We, are, we have some part of the solution still deployed on GCP on Google Cloud, but there are differences in regulation and we are ready to deliver. Like, for example, we have an installation running on Brazil and the United States serving Latin America, but now we are launching a new installation of the platform in India to serve a new client that's running there. And so, I think, the, like banks and incumbents and also fintechs all over the world, are, they, are, they are lacking solutions that give them speed of market, right? because they are competing to with fintechs or with other companies. So they, they, they have to change, they want to change. And what we are doing, we are adapting some different geographies with like localization and regulation uh, questions, so we can deliver the same experience because we are still relying on the, the main core of the platform. So we are just working around to deliver the same uh, experience all over the globe.
0: Okay, so as you probably know that the Nordics, uh, the five Nordic markets are, are well known for being very digitally savvy and they're very highly digitalized economies. Now, in your experience and in your opinion, what what have you seen in other markets, uh, or, or perhaps some of the successes that that your clients have had that could uh, that that the, the Nordics could actually learn from?
1: I, I think some of the principles of the platform comes like complementing this mindset of simplicity and innovation, because what what we did in this second venture was simplified much of the legacy artifacts that were there only because of like lack of technology, not because they had to be there. So we did things in a different We used to say that we reimagined the way that payments and banking can operate. So uh, I think in this way, the simplicity comes together, so w- w- the mindset is pretty much the same. And we also believe that, that there's a limitation in innovation when you have a legacy core solution. You can innovate and you can do things in a much simpler way on the skin, Uh, but if you are still relying on legacy solutions, things will become much more difficult along the way. So, I think, like we've been learning with banks, uh, we are at this point operating almost 40 million accounts in production. And what we've been learning is that clients along the way, they change the way that that they are consuming our our uh, tools and our solutions, because they go adopting and make things in a more personalized way. So I think the simplicity comes together with this mindset, and definitely they could learn uh, with the experience that we had with huge banks already. Mm-hmm.
0: And just 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 uh, before we started the the, the interview, you were, you were telling us that uh in a very short period of time your company has gone grown from having 40 employees to over 300 what what would you say has been the main driver that has accelerated that growth
1: i i think like we did we, we spent more than two years almost in stealth mode because we had this prior experience but we wanted to be sure that what we were building would be an interesting solution for the clients and that we was we were delivering what they need so uh, during the the diligence of this fundraising the last fundraising past year we heard from investors some things like your clients love you much more than you think so this is was really really important for us because we used to say that players like us they are most of the time most of the time banks hate them in the best scenario, they just tolerate processors because it's some the, relation, the relationship. It's it's much difficult. So we spent time establishing and making a really solid relationship with those clients, so we can we, we could work it really close to them, helping in the transition from the from legacy and old systems to the new one. And after the fundraising, now we are accelerating like hard to to take the whole world.
0: that's, that's fantastic news. Um, okay, so it, uh, traditionally banking has had very high, very high uh, barriers for entry because of regulation and because of the, the sheer volume of investment that's required in technology and, and, uh, and all that. So in what way would you, would, would you say that Pismo is helping lower the barriers for entry to, to new challengers into this space, whether there's uh, neobanks or fintechs or uh, non-banking companies that want to get into the, the banking space?
1: Definitely we are. This is one of the most most important principles of the platform. We used to say by the time we were thinking about the design of the platform, we we used to say that we have two different layers to deliver the services. We have kind of primitive solutions that like just move money, register clients, like like do the very basic principles of, of the platform. But we also build orchestrated solutions on top of that. So meaning that For example, if I'm delivering an onboarding experience to an incumbent who want to just connect to their internal services, check for a blacklist or things like this, they can build their customized experience using the primitive endpoints and the primitive solutions that we deliver. At the same time, we have orchestrated process, very simple process, for example, onboarding a client, generating a virtual card. Generating a uh, current account, and it makes it much easier for fintechs and players who are coming and trying to launch products with very or no one technology team. They can just consume those very orchestrated endpoints and deliver the same experience. So what I mean here is that on top of the same platform, we are at this point serving much different profiles of clients. And what makes us like it proves that we can do. We can also that fintech that is launching their products now can have access to the same technology that a huge incumbent has.
0: Okay, and so as, as a founder, as someone there that's really working at the at the, the cutting edge of, of this trend, what what are the trends that you see coming in the next, let's say, five, three to five years when it comes to cloud services for for banks and fintechs?
1: I, I think this, this path, like this is... Done like we have seen here in Latin America like huge banks uh, like just signing huge contracts with public cloud providers. And we start. by the time we started it was a little bit more difficult because of regulation. But at this point, you can see like all over the globe, Citibanks, JP Morgan's, and like huge banks announcing contracts. I used to say that this transformation is much more cultural technological, so you have to think in a different way. You are not anymore managing servers and infrastructure.
0: Right, okay. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit more, uh, well, actually, I'd like to talk now about entrepreneurship. Um, So, could you tell us, as a a founder, what's been the biggest challenge that you faced in taking Pismo off the ground?
1: Yeah, there are many challenges all the time, especially because you have to find the right team, you have to find, find the co-founders and like it, it was at the beginning a, a process of con- like convincing each other that we could do that and we spent as I said like almost one year thinking firstly what kind of problem we, we were there to solve and how we could solve the problem in a way that we could just acquire clients to to like that because especially because we are providing a different business model as i said like most of the players are ppo companies we are technology company company meaning we don't have people to run the platform We have to convince the clients not only to use a cloud native platform but also to run their own systems and you are doing everything at the same time we have to believe we are The four of us, we are all in our our, our early 40s. We are married, we have kids, so we just... uh, There's also a career challenge because we have to think like uh, we were executive, so we are not that anymore. We are now investing in bootstrapping a company. So like having the courage to invest your time and your money on that, like looking for the best solution to solve a specific uh, problem and Find a client to buy your solution. It's the, those are the most challenges at the beginning, and then you have to navigate looking for investments. You have to do at the same time where uh, different heads of founder, in my case, founder, CTO, HR, and okay. everything at the same time. So the challenges are, are are many.
0: Yeah, and and is there any any achievement that you're particularly proud of? Uh, Looking back at, uh, at at what you've achieved so far in peace
1: yeah, I'm very proud. Of, of course, three months ago we just raised a, a Series B fundraiser of 108 million dollars, which is uh, the size of an IPO here in Brazil. So it was a huge amount of investment, like coming from very important players like SoftBank, Accel and, and Amazon. And this was like I'm really proud of about what we are building. But not only about that, like we just, we hired more than 200 people during the pandemic. So uh, at this point, it's it's crazy because before the pandemic I was at the office with 40 people and now I don't know in person, not even 20% of the company. It's crazy to think about this. So I'm very proud about what we are building and just to see how our culture or we can, we were able to spread the culture like uh, uh, geographically is very very nice to see
0: yeah that's amazing um and if what so a lot of our audience are, are fintechs that are in different stages of development we have some also scale ups but uh, what advice would you give some of the early founders that are trying to find their way through the fintech ecosystem
1: be resilient <laughs> i used to say that Resilience is, I just tattooed resilience in my in my body during the process, because it's something that I'm looking at all the time. It's so hard to do that, because there are lots of challenges. So you have to not only believe in what we are doing, but you have to be, uh, to have the maturity to insist when you think you are right, but also be like be open to change course and to pivot things when you receive advice and, see, and, and maybe think that you are in a wrong way. So, but that said like resilience is the, the most important character of entrepreneurs in, in any space. In FinTechs even more because we are not only dealing with technology and the challenges of, of launching a company, but also with regulations and things that sometimes are not under our control
0: yeah indeed so and and just just to 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 close what can we expect to see from pismo in the next three to five years
1: we are expanding a lot we're just like uh, we have an office in, in uk in singapore we are now setting up infrastructure and serving closing clients all over the globe so we'll be expanding a lot the company you are and we are Investing in partnering with other players to deliver a much more complete solution to, especially to fintechs who wants to be much more uh, fast and quick in launching their solutions and their products.
0: Very good. Well, uh, we we will be following your uh, your journey very closely, and we we hope to see uh, to see you here in the Nordics at some point in the near future.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: Raiden, thank you so much for spending time with us uh, and uh, thank you for your time.
1: Thank you for having me.